Hello, and welcome to the Literally Us podcast, a podcast about us, literally. Join Talia and Courtney as we navigate small business, motherhood, and life as we explore it here on the Sunshine Coast. Good morning and welcome to the Literally Us podcast. This is episode 13 and as always, I'm here with Courtney. How are you today? I'm really good. How are you? So good. Yes, it's, it's last warming episode up. It's today. Our, yeah, it's our last episode, season one. I don't know if we're doing seasons yet. No idea. Why not? Let's just make it. Yeah, I can't believe I've stuck to something for 13 weeks in I a row, to be honest. That's a Go you! Yeah, it's crazy. And there's been times where we could have easily just been like... can't be bothered this week. (laughs) Yeah, or when the kids were sick or when we went to Vietnam or I went to Vietnam, I could have easily just said, oh, we'll just pause for a week. And I think... we've stayed really committed. I like that. I think as well, like with a podcast, for you to get traction, you just need to keep going. To get better, you need to keep going. Mm. So... Like anything, right? Practice makes perfect. Mm. So yeah, I'm really proud of us for doing 13 episodes. And really, the only reason we're probably stopping here is just because it's Christmas. And yeah, there's true. a lot on in the next couple of weeks. In saying that, next year is going to be like bombshells, bombshells, bombshells. You reckon? I reckon. Ooh, okay. We've got a lot to talk about next year. Yeah, we've got so many things. Um, we, we decided we were going to really open up on some yeah. topics. So I think that's going to be good. So definitely stay tuned for that, yeah. I think. There's lots of things in the making that we can finally tell you guys about yeah it's gonna in, be fun yeah next year i can't wait cool. it'll be good so yeah the time off will be good so we can work on some things um yeah i think it's gonna be, mm. gonna be anyway great. today we're gonna talk about yeah ivf journeys and how to navigate that around i guess other people falling pregnant the emotions all yeah. that i haven't had much experience with this um, however, a lot of my friends have, obviously you, so I'd love you to sort of like dive yeah. in a little bit about your story, IVF journeys, and then I can ask you a few questions because I mean, a lot of people do struggle, but then a lot of people do have yeah. the luxury of, you know. Yeah, I think, um, what we wanted to talk about specifically was how to support your friends or family going through IVF too, because mm. sometimes if you've not had those experiences yourself, you don't know what to say or how to say things or, you know you say you fall pregnant and you've got so many people around you struggling it's it's a really conflicting time because you really want to be so happy because you are so happy for yourself mm. but it's this weird place of trying to navigate how you convey the news and like you don't want to make people upset obviously especially yeah when you're yeah just bursting with joy you kind of feel like you have to dampen where you're at Mm. so that you don't upset other people and you know whatever so yeah I would really love to talk about it it's something that I've always been relatively open about if anyone um there's been actually circumstances where I've had friends who I'm not really like really good friends with anymore like message me randomly out of the blue to ask me questions like it's definitely something that people do kind of talk to me about um quite a lot because I always have like even with like Benny and Alex's announcements like I've always included like a little test tube you know yeah, emoji yeah. or like I've been very open about the struggles um you know when there's those miscarriage days and stuff like that I'm very open about sharing um but I've never really spoken about it in this format so I think yeah ask any questions that you have but I'm yeah definitely more than happy to mm. share my story mm. so where did it all start when you realized that you couldn't naturally fall pregnant yeah, so we've got, um, so I've had seven pregnancies. Um, so over the last, so we got married in 2016. So basically as soon as we got married, it was go time. Like we both wanted a family. We were really young at the time, which obviously was a blessing in hindsight. So I was 24 when I got married. 
just about to turn 25, I should say. Um, Cody was 26, so like we were young. I mean, I'm I've never never been a gym girl or anything, so but relatively healthy from the yeah. outside. Like I was didn't have any obvious issues. Like for me. I thought we would get pregnant. I was going to say, did very it even quickly. cross did your mind? Did not cross my mind. Yeah. Um, my mum had four kids. Um, Cody's siblings already had kids. So for me, like it just, yeah, didn't I didn't think it would be an issue. Um, mm. We you don't, don't smoke. I barely drink. You, right? Yeah, you know. So yeah, and absolutely not. Um, in my mind, I was like, it'll take a couple months max. Yeah. Like yeah. You know. Anyway, wasn't the case. So we probably spent, I think it was about twelve months of trying. And nothing, like not even a faint line, not nothing. Um, and I remember thinking, like, this is not normal. But like, you, you know, don't know because it's... you don't know. And like, when you, yeah, at, at the time, like they say, you know, do, you can't see a doctor until it's been at least twelve months of trying. Um, and I remember getting to like the ten month mark and thinking, yeah, this isn't normal. Like, I'm twenty five we should be pregnant by now. And I remember going to the doctors and lying and saying it had been 12 months. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's definitely been 12 months. You know, we started trying just before we got married. I did all the blood tests and stuff. Um, and yeah, there was, I think I got a referral for an ultrasound or something and I just left it. I didn't do anything with it at that point. Cause I think we were coming up to like Christmas and stuff. So we just left it. And anyway, we ended up falling naturally pregnant about a year later. Um, and it was right at Christmas and obviously over the moon. For my side of the family, it was first grandchild. Um, and I remember Christmas Day waking up to spotting. Like no. Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day spotting. And it was just like, you know, brown. Like, I mean, it's a lot of detail. Sorry if I'm like making anyone Too feel like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in my head, I was like, oh, you know, implantation bleeding I don't know like it's been a couple of weeks like I think I would have been maybe like five weeks at this point I had a scan um for the dating scan or whatever in a week's time whatever I'm like so maybe what yeah I was like just trying to be positive at this stage I was relatively naive to the risks and stuff because again like we've sort of spoken about in the past like if you don't know you don't know yeah um but like the anxiety at that point then really ramped up um Anyway, fast forward to the scan a week after that, and it was still just spotting on and off, brown spotting, not like... Anyway, I remember going to the scan um, up here on the coast and they had to do an internal ultrasound and literally it was just like the yolk sac and there was Mm. no fetal pole, there was no heartbeat, nothing. And I remember she like took the probe out and then I like was bleeding everywhere and it was like... And Cody's like, oh, look, the, you know, the sack's there, like, you know, try and be positive. Maybe we just got our dates wrong. And, you know, after 12 months of trying, you know your dates, right? Like there's, and in your mind, you're like, yeah, and then like you're on every, spot on. yeah, you're like reading every forum, like, you know, all of that. So tracking on every single app you can find. Yeah. I'm like, the dates aren't wrong. I'm not, I, I got a positive pregnancy test three weeks ago after my period was due. It's been three weeks. I should be about seven or whatever it was. I can't actually fully remember, to be honest. But anyway, I was like, none, this isn't right. And then lo and behold, full miscarriage. It was actually New Year's Eve. Everything just went to shit. So for me, I've got a lot of anxiety around Christmas time because, like, yeah, it's like, and even with one of my other miscarriages, it happened on Australia Day. And, mm. yeah, so it's like I've, I've always, like, I always have to go to ED because my doctor's not um, accessible yeah. on these bloody public holidays. But anyway, so that was our first experience with loss. Um, and then we had another eight months of just trying and in between then I had a couple of scans I started seeing a specialist 
Um, but it was then recommended to do surgery for a laparoscopy for endometriosis investigation. At this point, I was like, you know, well, maybe, like, I want a reason. You know, I remember coming home from the GP appointment after an ultrasound and they were like, I think you've got endo because of whatever they can see on the ultrasound. And I remember just getting home to Cody and just sobbing because, again, I was young. I, I got my period pretty late in life. Like, I was 16. Like, I would, like, you know, so I'm like, I yeah, I've got painful periods. You know, they're long, they're heavy, all those things. But, like, at no point in that 10 years did I think there was something wrong. Mm. You know, like, I thought it was a pretty standard experience to have period pain and all of those things. Apparently not. And then, um, yeah, so I had the endometriosis surgery in August. And that's 2018, so it's now been a little while. And... Yeah, the doctor came out and said, you know, it was supposed to be a one-hour surgery. It was five. What? Yeah, so my insides are absolutely fused together, like so much inflammation. Like I remember seeing all the photos and not really knowing what I was looking at, but the doctor was like that. It was stage four, like pretty much the worst you can get. Um, and pretty much that's why you haven't fallen pregnant. We need to discuss like next steps. Um, so, yeah, that was like shocking because... We can talk about endo another day, but yeah, that was like a holy hell. Like, there's something, there is something wrong with me, and I think that final with your partner, you're like, okay, it's my fault. Mm. Like, I'm the it's reason because like Cody had done all the tests and there was nothing wrong there. So for me, it was like the conclusion of okay, it's, it's me. me, I'm the problem, and then Aww. the negative chat on that, right? And but then also a part of me felt a bit of relief because I was like, I'm glad it's my fault because I'm like, I can handle that. But I'm like, I, w I wouldn't know how to support Cody if he felt like it was his fault, you know? So right. I'm like, I'm glad it's me in a way, but okay, how are we going to navigate hold this? that strength? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I've got to, we've got to deal with this. Um, and then we obviously started considering IVF and all of that. But again, now I think it was August, September, we were about to head into Christmas again. So we oh, left yeah. it for a little Probably bit. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Anyway, we got a positive pregnancy test again naturally three months after the surgery um I think it was in December again and then yeah anyway we and we were just about to start IVF the ne next cycle and we fell naturally pregnant so we've had two pregnancies now in two and a half two and a half years um again it was a, it was Australia day and I started getting brown spotting and I was like fuck like here we go again I went to ED because obviously everything was shut and then yeah again that scan told us that there was a heart um abnormality it should be about nine weeks at this point, but it was measuring at like six and a half. So again, I just knew that, you know. And you knew the dates. Yeah, I knew the dates. The heart rate was like 60, 70, and it was kind of like, and you know, it's meant to be like 150 or something. Um, and it was just kind of fluttering and not doing what it was supposed to do. So, and you know, a sonographer in a hospital doesn't tell you a lot. And they just say, you know, come back or see a specialist. And, but I remember walking away thinking, here we go again. And it was pretty bad, that, that loss. Um, but we jumped straight into IVF after that because I was like, I'm not fucking doing this again. Like we, I just need someone to put an embryo that's functional and like has passed some tests and it will be okay inside of me and I don't have to worry anymore. Um, and you know, people talk to me all the time about, oh, like how did the IVF and stuff make you feel? Like, and I'm like, well, someone put it to me in a really cool way, which was when you finally accept that you need to go through IVF, it's the realization that now it's not your responsibility to get pregnant you're paying somebody else to make it happen and so it's mm. almost like letting go of the responsibility and literally you are paying someone to make it happen so like it was like a huge mental load gone for me obviously so there's true. so many things to pick up yeah. there um, I guess when you're doing it naturally it's like 
you are waiting yeah. for it to happen. And it's you're the one like trying to listen to the cues of your body. Like you're looking at the apps and you're like, it's all on you because the partner's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, We're not ready yet. We're ready. But for me, it's like, oh, what's that twinge? And what's this feeling? It's like, I think it's go time now. And then I'm peeing on all these sticks to see if I'm ovulating and all of these things. But now it was somebody else's responsibility. Um, so yeah, we started IVF, all the needles, all of that stuff, you know, and then, um, the first round didn't work. Well, actually, I lied. It did work. I got a positive pregnancy test, and then we lost it a week later. So, hell. yeah. So it was three losses straight up off the bat. Um, but the next cycle resulted in Benny. So he was Aww. lucky number four. Um, and yeah, that was sort of the beginning. And then obviously after Benny, we've then gone back. We did another round where we got I got one egg out of one of the rounds, which obviously wasn't ideal. Um, and then the round after that, they increased my dosage and I got like 24 eggs. So I like overstimulated and they mm. almost didn't do the procedure because I had too many follicles and yeah. didn't get really unwell with that. Um, but then I had 10 embryos out of that, which obviously that's an absolute. That brought Alex? Yeah. Yeah. And similar again, though, I had one put in and then had a miscarriage at, I think, maybe seven weeks. But that scan, when we had the dating scan, um... Again, similar situation. The, the there was no heartbeat. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was no heartbeat, even though there was a fetal pole and stuff. So at that point, there was supposed to be. And then that was that miscarriage. Then was like the worst one I had. Like I bled for four weeks. I had, um, I was hospitalized for cervical shock or whatever. Like my body was just freaking out. I had remained products and all that fun stuff. So that was really traumatic. And then after that, we had like six months break. I was like, I'm not doing that again. Like that was, I had a one year old, like it was just too much. We went on a holiday. Um, and then when we were ready, I think come November roughly, we did another round and it, it took it. No, I lie. We did a round, it didn't work, didn't get a positive. Then we did Alex. So yeah, it's it's been a journey. Um, Wowzers. So from someone that's not had any struggles, I mean, with Banks, we fell pregnant quite quickly. Um, I didn't expect it to kind of just come off the pill and it happened. Um, and then with baby number two, she took a while to fall pregnant. So yeah. obviously I got a little bit of size of your kind of disappointment mm-hmm. in terms of like getting negative tests and things, but basically we had gotten married mm-hmm. and it was basically like let's have a, another baby um we thought it would happen straight away like yeah. honeymoon yep cool yeah we're gonna be you. pregnant you know um and that wasn't the case which I was quite okay with but I definitely mm. had a little bit of like I understand now how you feel mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. um of getting those negative tests so when someone falls pregnant around you how does that make you feel? Yeah. Like, how should they tell you or, you know, like, what, mm. yeah, what emotions does that bring up for you? Um, at the time, I think it changed a little bit since finally having children of mm. my own. But I definitely remember in that first year, absolutely in that second year, like, I had a lot of mental issues around it. Like, I wouldn't go to baby showers. I know that sounds really, like... I just couldn't go, like, especially for people who accidentally got pregnant and would sometimes complain about accidentally falling or um, people who already have, like, 
three kids and then they accidentally have a fourth or, you know, whatever. Like, I just remember feeling a lot of trauma around it. And it's not their fault. Like, that's absolutely, like, each to their own. There was no... At a deeper level, I wasn't ever angry or upset at them. Them, It it was was more like I was grieving for myself. So, like, I certainly struggled going to gender reveals. Like, even one of my best friends now, I remember I couldn't go to her gender reveal because at that time it, it had been two and a half years of me trying, I think... I mean, ironically, like two weeks later, I was pregnant with Benny, but I was in the thick of IVF hormones and stuff as well. And I just was like, I can't go to the gender reveal and then have to go to a baby shower. And then like, and while I'm dealing with loss, because I had just had a miscarriage with the, you know, so I was just like, I can't physically show up for these people and pretend to be happy because I'm not. And that's extremely selfish. And I remember a few people saying, um, like even Cody, like he would say stuff like, you know, it does suck, but your ability like others ability to get pregnant doesn't lessen your percentage of getting pregnant like and you know logically I knew that like it wasn't like I was I know that if you're pregnant doesn't mean I'm not gonna get pregnant like you're taking that away from me like it's Mm. definitely like not a logical thing yeah it was just this you're like why is this happening to me and I get that yeah yeah or if like you know out of our friend group like I was one of the first to get married and I was the last to have a kid like you know and even like I don't know I just I, I really struggled with it um, but then I also then started to get resentful for people who were tiptoeing around me. So it was like this weird kind of like, I hated being told that people were pregnant in person because like I needed, I'd prefer like a phone call or a message because at least then I would have like a second to just process the information without worrying about a show that I have to put on physically, yeah. you know, like, and having to hide, like, how am I going to react? How am I going to react? And I don't want anyone to ever feel like I'm not happy for them because I genuinely am but like I also was just like processing my own grief because every month you get a negative test and not just one negative test if you're anything like me you'd go through a seven pack a month which is like $30 a month so that's quite an investment I'm giving giving first response in business but you know I was obsessed like obsessed and like you know maybe now like it's been 12 hours maybe it'll show positive now and so maybe it was too early I'll try tomorrow yeah for sure maybe I need a wee first in the morning yeah not not in the afternoon maybe I drank too much water it was too diluted and you know all that mental chatter but yeah so I definitely preferred when people told me that they were pregnant via message or over the phone but like Mm -hmm. even when you just saw the pregnancy announcement of people that I didn't even really know like my heart would sink like weird it's really weird. Not weird. It's more, it's more, you're not angry mm. at them or jealous or anything. Well, I, I guess you're jealous. envious, yeah, yeah, of their success in something yeah. that I felt like I was incapable of doing. I think that was really frustrating. That's so fair. I think um, everyone going through IVF is 100% having these feelings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely struggled with that. Um, but I must say, like, once I did have Ben, 80% of those feelings went away. But it was almost like, not that you want other people to struggle, no offense, but like, (laughs) you just want somebody that, like, you just, you do want people to understand how it feels, right? Like, just, and like, like when I told you I was pregnant with Banks, you're probably like, bitch, you just felt pregnant straight away. Yeah, like, I actually didn't feel that way with you, again, because I had been, and he was probably pretty young when you fell with Banks, so like, I think I was still in a bit of my own cloud with that, but... Yeah, even sometimes today, like if someone accidentally falls and is complaining about it, I get a little... There's just that weird, like underlying, 100%. simmering feeling, even though I have two children now. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why I can't move past that. But like, even with you saying it took you eight months, like I'm like, oh, I feel like I can talk to you now about some of that stuff because 
eight months doesn't sound like a long time compared to two and a half, three or whatever. But eight mm. months is like eight losses mm. because it's eight negative tests minimum, you know, or whatever. Mm. Like it's, it is a long time when every day you're assessing how your body feels and yeah. you're like calculating. And I definitely, yeah, yeah have feel a sense of your feeling now that I have taken longer. I mean, it's not even that long. Um, but for the fact that banks were so quick, mm-hmm. I had no no and sense you can, of... And they say you can sympathise with somebody. Like, obviously, you're, oh, you're sorry for somebody yeah, or whatever, like, but it's not the same as feeling that, which is empathy. And yeah. it's not coming from the same, I know I've walked those shoes. Like, yeah. I know how you feel. There's yeah. a difference in the way that... And I don't think anyone's ever going to, like, well, especially for me, like, I'm never going to walk... No. you know your shoes and I'm never going to be able to experience what you've experienced but to be there for someone I think is really important in saying that what are some things that people shouldn't say to you and what are some people things that mm. people should but like oh at least you've got two kids now. yeah yeah like, I know that's a yeah and one. even now like so we've got the two and one a third it's like oh you know as we consider our options with all of that like you do feel a bit guilty in the sense that I'm like oh why are we doing this again or like what should like, we should stop we just while be, we're yeah. yeah stop while we're ahead we've got two happy healthy boys like yeah. why but why should your you know dreams of your family and what your what life that looks, looks like, like yeah. change because yeah. you of should the process, just be, yeah. yeah right yeah I think some of the things that people would say to me which would frustrate me is like oh you know just go on a holiday like and relax you just need to stop measuring oh. things and you know when people you need to stop tracking it I suppose yeah like stop stressing about it it'll happen when it's supposed to happen and obviously all these comments come from kind-hearted places but they do not help and you know if hey maybe I thought about relaxing occasionally yeah sure it might have helped but like that doesn't it's like telling somebody not to worry when they're sick with worry like it doesn't help it literally doesn't help um and also like stuff like um you know, at least, you, you know, you're healthy and at least you're happy. Like, you know, all that stuff is just like... Oh what about, like, um... Oh, I was going to say that, like, you've already got your two kids and... Yeah, like, there's a lot of comments around that. Um, again, from good places, but, like, you know, at least you've got your two boys. Or even comments when people are like, oh, obviously you're chasing a girl. And it's like, well... Regardless of my family dynamic, I think we were always going to have three children. Like, potentially, if I had a boy and a girl, maybe the desire would be a little bit less. Like, I don't know, because that's not my situation. But there's definitely a lot of comments around, oh, you you just want want a little girl. Because you... Like, like, actually, I just want a baby. Yeah, like, I don't feel like... Even though you've got two. Yeah, I don't know. I hate those comments. That's just... And so, when when you're going through, like, miscarriages and IVF, when people (gasps) ask you, are you okay, does that make... Does that piss you off or does that be like, okay, piss you off? I don't know. Okay, like, so obviously comments, I'm not okay. Yeah. You know, think, like I'm having um, a miscarriage. So one of the things that did piss me off is like, oh, you know, at least you can fall. At least you know you can yeah, fall. Yeah, that's probably it. And it's like, that's not helpful. That's Yeah, I can fall, but I can't keep it. Yeah, like that's not getting me any closer really to a baby. I mean, maybe it is and maybe some people find comfort from it, but I didn't find comfort from it because for me a miscarriage wasn't like a bonus round. It was like... A traumatic. No, you've got to wait again for your body to reset. Yeah, like all those things, all your hormones, your baseline. So that could set you back like three months. Yeah, that's right. Like you don't go straight back into it. So people saying, oh, at least you know you can fall. That really annoyed me. Um, 
Is there any way that people can be supportive? Yeah, look, to be honest, I'm probably painting a really negative picture of my support circle because that's not the case because people genuinely are trying to support you. And again, 100%. Again, if they haven't walked your shoes, they don't really know what to say. And to be honest, I don't, I'm not, this is the first time I'm walking this path and I don't know what I need or want at the time either. I think my advice would be for other people who are either navigating IVF or have people in their circle navigating IVF. It's not, it's just saying, what can I do for you? Mm. Like, tell me how I can support you. Like asking if I'm okay, isn't really that helpful although I know it's coming from a good place. Like I had friends who would send flowers and stuff like that. That was beautiful. Like the they didn't need to say so. anything, you know, mm. there was nothing to say. It was bloody devastating. Yeah. You know? and like, what do you even say? You know, they know that I'm not okay. Um, obviously family helping with Benny when we did have one, like that was obviously extremely helpful. Um, just letting them know that you're there to talk. Like I remember mm. one friend took me out to lunch and she's like, I know you're not okay, but like, I just want you to know that I am here for you. And oh, so and that nice. was really nice because I mean, she was one of those people who got married after me and had already had a child. And I did struggle a lot with that because, you know, in our heads we were going to do it all together. And I felt like mm. I was just like left behind. I mean, now not really because it, it seemed like a long time at the time, but now my eldest and her eldest are, are only like a year a year and three months apart like it's yeah. not actually a big gap but no. at the time it felt huge yeah. um but yeah I think it's just you know obviously just just let them know that you're there I think mm. yeah no, I agree and don't try and speed them through the process like oh um maybe next time I'll work or yeah like just let them sit in that for a little while and let them be emotional and let like because also when you're just expected to then you've had a miscarriage one week and then show up to the gender reveal the next week like it's probably not going to happen and don't put those expectations but the other thing is like don't tiptoe around them because that was the other thing that would really infuriate me it's like I wanted people to be nice to me about things and break news to me delicately and message me instead of telling me in person so I didn't have to pretend to be over the moon immediately um but don't tiptoe around it either and make me feel like I'm the last person to find out and make me feel like you really had to analyse how to tell me and all those things because I felt like a bit of an invalid, to be honest. Mm. Like, I felt, like, disabled. <laughs> like, Aww. it just felt like people being weird around you around yeah. that. And I think that's weird. But even now I do find myself being similar when I know people are struggling. It's just like, oh, how do I tell them I'm pregnant? Or I think it's just letting them know gently, you know? Yeah. And I always acknowledge, like, with a couple of my friends, like, I hope this doesn't upset you, but I just wanted to let you know personally before I do an announcement post that I'm pregnant. You know, like, giving them that time to sort of know ahead. I don't Mm, know. Not just see it on Facebook and be like, what the hell, she didn't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't she tell me? Is it because she doesn't want to hurt my feelings? Like, rah, rah. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, everyone probably handles it differently. That's just my experience of it. Um, Well, when I was pregnant with Banks... You were also pregnant at the same time. Yeah. Um, and I was so young. Mm-hmm. So, like, I didn't even, like, obviously I was like, I feel terrible for her. Like, but I guess I didn't really know how to mm. approach it or talk to you about it or yeah. be there for you because this was my first pregnancy. And, and yeah, like, you were so positive and stuff. And like, even now I find myself, like, if someone tells me they're pregnant at five weeks. It's, like, not coming from a place of, like, trying to bring you down a little bit, but I'm also just, like, just, like, you know, keep in check because anything can happen. And it's yeah. it's not that I'm trying to be negative for you, but I'm, like... You know what I'm can happen. I'm trying to be realistic for you. Like, I'm trying yeah. not to be glass half empty, but, like, just be prepared that, you know, it's a really touch-and-go time. Early it's early. Like, just 
give your body time, feel what you're feeling, um, be excited. Yes, be excited. It's like the best news of your life, but just be, I was so oblivious, especially that first time. I did not expect to have a miscarriage straight off the bat. Like that really shocked me. Like really shocked me. Mm. Even after it taking so long to fall, like I didn't expect to have a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, I think even though like when you fell pregnant with like Alex, mm. um, I'd be like, just celebrate it. And you're like, no, no, like I'm not going to get excited. And here I am going. You're gallivanting, <laughs> organizing photo shoots like, and stuff fine. like that. And I'm like, like, I can't. You've got to celebrate it. It's a baby. Yeah. Like, and even if you lose it, celebrate it anyway. And yeah. I'm like, that's like, I can't. I know. Like, yeah. Like internally, yeah. You know? Like I mean, internally, I'm absolutely stoked. But every time, but I here's have... me maybe like trying to put a sense of hope into you because yeah. you're like, oh, something's gonna go wrong. Yeah. I'm gonna lose this one, and I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Like, be positive. Yeah, not with it's that attitude. Be fine. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I am very. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, you're gonna miss this one. But I mean, yeah. statistically speaking, I've got two children from seven pregnancies. Yeah. So like, um, because even I did, I fell pregnant. Um, earlier this year naturally um, I think I was still breastfeeding at the time and I hadn't had my period yet but I had a positive pregnancy test but then it faded away to nothing so I don't actually I probably shouldn't even count that as a loss but I think it must have been one of those like chemical pregnancies I have no way yeah in my head it's like I've fallen like yeah so that's weird yeah so I don't know if I should really count that but I do count it when like talking to a doctor, I say like I've fallen and then I lose it. And they've done all the tests. Like they don't know why, there's nothing that's come up that explains why I fall and then lose. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely very guarded with when I fall pregnant. Yeah. And Which is so yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to get to that 12 week mark. And I still feel like you don't celebrate until the very end when you have that I baby know, in your arms. Again, like I think the stuff with that would happen with Ben, like being induced at 35 weeks, like that's not a normal story either. Like, so even, so I suppose the trauma of like getting to the point of falling pregnant with Ben and then, and then to hit 30 weeks baby. and then having him not move and um, yeah, all the extra scans and then finding out afterwards there was a blood clot in my placenta that was cutting off his food supply. Like that could have been his oxygen supply very easily, you know? So I think sometimes like, yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like until the baby is in your arms and then even when they're in your arms, you have oh, like worried about SIDS and everything else. Out. And you know, know. your other kids bringing home bloody sicknesses and you're like, oh. and then there's whooping cough and it never really ends like it the fear, but yeah. it's, I guess you do need to approach things like glass I've definitely been more fear- fearful in this pregnancy because you kind of know what can go wrong, especially with like labor and post-birth and things like we're looking at getting this breathing mat for under the cot, which yeah. I think is a lot of Zach's anxiety too, but yeah. he's like, well, I know what can go wrong now. Like the first baby, like, eh, like yeah, whatever. Like you're oblivious. Yeah. yeah. Blissfully unaware. Yeah. I can put a blanket on his legs. That's not going to be, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever to the extent, but you definitely are more aware of what mm-hmm. can go wrong with pregnancy, labor, post-birth, all those mm-hmm. things. So I think that's also scary too. Like from your first and your second, you're very much aware. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I was, a bloody glow stick with banks i was like this is so good you yeah, know, know like so easy like nothing's gonna go your, wrong i think it depends on your experience pregnant too because like both the boys like i was vomiting from like five weeks to the day they were born i was on medication the whole time and if i missed it i was spewing so and the second mm. they were out i was totally fine so i think there was a lot of just like when you're feeling that crap for that long it's really hard to be positive too yeah, because you're just like not yourself yeah, yeah hormonally you're not yourself so like yeah. 
Poor Cody. It's like having a nine-month <laughs> hangover. Like, we talk about having yeah. another baby, and he's like, oh, I'm not well, ready for you to be ready, pregnant no. again. Like, you know, like, he's not ready to deal with me. Like, it's... Um, Let alone you dealing with that, Yeah, too. I'm like, oh, poor you, you know, whatever. Yeah. Which would be hard for him because place, you're kind sure. of going to be complaining all the time, which is Especially fair Especially when you've got two kids already. Like, yeah. what, what does that I feel like I'm like? complaining all the time. I'm like, oh, my back's sore. Oh, I'm nauseous. I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. I've said that a thousand times over. So tired. Especially so when you do have It's a totally different experience. So I guess um, you and your partner kind of live through it differently as well. Like. For sure. Because I think, like, for them, which I think is challenging, um, I think what's challenging for them is they have to support you and they don't know how to do that. They've not done yeah, this before 100%. either. And, you yeah. know, I don't know. Like, I'm They're experiencing different feelings too. 100%. And they just want to be there for you and for you to be happy. And they, obviously they want the same end goal but they're trying to be positive as well. And sometimes that's a little bit irritating. So I don't know, like, mm-hmm. I think it's totally different experience for men. I'll just, you know, as a summary finish up here, I think one of the books I got, I bought um, as a bit of a memento for my IVF journey. Um, so I know there is some IVF journals and stuff. I think your shop has them, don't they? Yeah, like a tracker yeah. sort of thing. I Which don't is know also a nice gift, I guess, yeah. like if you're trying to support somebody going through it. But what I bought myself and say, I guess, for Benny initially was this little book because it was in like some of the IVF forums that I was in, which I do recommend joining if you're going through all of that, um, just to be talking to people all over the world who are going through what you're going through because no one else will understand. So build a bit of a community around that. Um, but the book was, it took three to make me and it's this like children's book. And it's all about these two little bunnies who are really in love, but they couldn't make a family, but they really wanted a baby. So they went and saw a doctor who said, I can make this happen. Yeah. It's beautiful. So it's, yeah, it's a bit graphic. Like it does have sperms and eggs in it. And it kind of talks about, there's a picture of the little bunny giving herself a needle, but you know, one day, like the boys look at it all the time. They have no idea what it's really about, but I want to talk to them about that one day. Yeah. Yeah. One day, like, um, so that was a a little bit of a memento that I wanted to like, I just never want to forget what that was like because it's definitely the resilience and stuff that I had to go through. Um, it made me who I am, really. Mm. And I want other people to know as well. That's why I talk about it so openly with people. Um, and people do come to me to talk about it because they know that I will. Um, it is scary, but hopefully for most people there's light at the end of the tunnel and there's so many ways to have a family now and we're so lucky with technology and stuff like that it's just about navigating your own personal journey and even if it's hard or it's not what you planned like hopefully you'll get there in the end and um yeah it's so worth it everyone's journey looks so different it's so worth it um i do it all again for the two kids that i have so yeah yeah so beautiful thanks for sharing little bits of your story yeah i hope that helps but yeah, just let people yeah, know that you're there. For sure. Yeah, just I think if you're looking to support your friends or family going through it, it's not trying to guess how they're feeling. If you, especially if you don't know, but just let them know that you're there. Yeah, it's probably the best piece of advice. Yeah, thanks for asking. Cool. Have a very Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes. It's been Merry unreal. Christmas, Happy New Year. Yeah, we um, can't wait to share what we're working on in the new year. It's mm. going to be good. Mm. Very exciting times ahead. Um, we've loved having this podcast, yes. and yeah. Can't wait to see what unfolds from here. Thanks for listening, guys. Ciao.